The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Ashley Glicken. Ashley is a writer and comedian living in Queens. Ashley noticed a problematic trend in pop culture of using a disabled sibling as a way of making a main character seem more sympathetic. She sits down with me to talk about the other side of that dynamic, what it was like growing up disabled and the effect it had on her relationship with her siblings. Hey, Ashley, welcome. Hey, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. It's a rainy day, but it's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. I much prefer this to the gross the gross summer weather. The summer weather, yeah. I mean, rain can suck, but today it's kind of nice because the air is pretty fresh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this city, I think you know. Fresh air is <laughs> fresh hard to come by. Fresh air is hard to come by. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I remembered my raincoat, which is huge. That's a big, that's a that's big a day big, for you. That, that's a huge uh, factor in whether or not I'm going to enjoy the, the rain. The rain is if you have a raincoat. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, what, what did you want to talk about today? Well, I was like freaking out about what to talk about. Yeah, She's um, stressing you out. Well, like it's sort of, you know, like everything, you know, it, you know, being a comedian, a performer, you wonder what you're gonna do for a show. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I kind of thought uh, through a couple of ideas. At first, I was gonna talk about um, about friendships uh, because it's not that I don't have love in my life. I have so much love, and it's crushing, and it's a curse, and I hate it. Um, I love so much. I feel so much, uh, and I. It's like oh, I really hate it. I'm always. Uh, flung right from like the joy of loving someone and caring someone and um, being invested in their life right to the like agony of <laughs> losing them. Yeah, I guess I'm, it's fair too. Yeah, it's and, like, like the agony of their pain and like seeing them in pain. Yeah, it's just it's the second that you start caring about somebody, then you're invested in somebody else other than yourself, and then like. I can't tell you how many times, (laughs) something I do a lot is I'll be in the shower and I'll just start crying because I'm like, I love too many people. (laughs) I can't do this. I love too many people. Because you put like so much stress on yourself about like what that love means. The fact that like you invest yourself, then it's all of a sudden it's on you. It's just like, love is such a painful feeling. Like it's a, it's like someone just like, there's a dam inside you and it bursts and your soul was pouring out when you love someone. Cause I was like going to talk about my like two best friends. Um, but then I was like, well, here's what happened. Brian, here's what happened. I, oh boy. Okay. So last night I watched this new Netflix show called Sierra Burgess is a loser or Sierra Burgess is a big loser. <laughs> which is like an insane (laughs) an insane name for a movie uh but the thing that sucked me in is uh the main character is barb from stranger things (laughs) (laughs) you remember yes i remember barb yes how could you forget barb uh what team were you on i liked barb (sighs) you didn't like barb Barb? i guess i wasn't like 
I liked Barb, but I didn't understand the over investment. And in, like, I was just like, yeah, she's a good, she's fine. But then I was like, wait, why is everything so intense? Why are people having like backlash over this? I was just like, she was just a normal, I guess it's like, my thing is like, why did people have such a strong opinion either way about Barb, right? And you know what? You're probably the correct one. <laughs> but I saw this like trailer for it and I was like, you know what? Even though Barb sucks, <laughs> this this actress doesn't. Yes. And this new movie might not. And it's like presented as kind of a teen romance. And oh, yeah. I love that garbage. I sucked into those, yeah. Um, so I decided to watch it and it is not good. <laughs> it, is a ma- it is a major disappointment. Um, but, uh, uh, there was one specific part that kind of, God, this is such a big lead into to what I want to talk about. Uh, there's a point where this character, uh, runs into the guy that she likes somewhere where she doesn't think she's going to m- meet him. Okay. And uh, she, like, pretends to be deaf <laughs> because she doesn't want to speak to him because he'd recognize her voice, um, which is problematic. But then he's like, oh, and he speaks sign languages, of course. He, like, calls his brother over. His brother is, is deaf. Oh, and so now you're just in your classic... Classic comedy situation. It's like, and I was thinking about it. It's like, I just every so many romant romantic movies or uh, movies in general, they'll do this trope of like the main character has a sibling or a relative yes. who's disabled, yes. and that makes them more lovable. Yeah, like they understand people more or yeah, something like they're that. Right, a better yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, you know more capable of empathy. And that can be true, um, but it's also kind of like disgusting because yeah. we saw that kid for 13 seconds and then he was gone. <laughs> just like we're literally just, it's that its that idea. It's like a very like TV tropey thing of like, yeah, yeah we're just going to bring the kid in a wheelchair in <laughs> and then it's like, oh, now this person, you care about this person more because they're friends yeah. with this person, right? Like Patty Mayonnaise's dad. Yes. Yeah. Patty Mayonnaise's dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, there's something about Mary, her brother. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Even though Fairly Brothers are a little bit different, I'll talk about that in another <laughs> podcast. I don't hate them. I like them. They use actual disabled yeah, people. But I think it's like basically what you're saying is like there is a kind of like cheat that is used a lot in exactly. movies, especially with siblings. Like, yeah, and it's this weird thing that is just like using like a a disabled person to get a point across but they're that's all they're there for yeah they're like the token disabled person yeah uh yeah which is a bad it's a bad thing i mean you know what actually i'm gonna talk about how it's a good thing (laughs) no it's a bad thing um and then uh, i went into research mode (laughs) (laughs) this all happened last night this all happened last night i went online because uh i kind of researched like tropes of disabled family members in yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. And what I found was more like a ton of listicles along the lines of like five things every one with a disabled sibling knows or five things you only know if you're disabled is or if your sibling is disabled. Okay. Um like, you know, 10 truths only family members of disabled people know. I was like, "Oh, interesting." And then 
I decided to uh, re. Uh, you went down like that rabbit hole. Well, I googled the opposite. I was like, oh, are there any yes. listicles that are like, you know, seven things disabled people know about having able-bodied family members? Yes, and there yeah, are yeah, none. Yeah. There are none. Ooh. And I was like, you know what? I'd like to talk about my siblings. I'd like to talk about my siblings. I have two, brother and a sister, and what that kind of love is like. Yeah. And uh, from the perspective of a disabled person, not an able-bodied person. Growing up disabled yeah. with siblings who are not uh, is interesting. I have an uh, older brother and an older sister, my sister's like six and a half years older. My brother's five years older. Not a huge age difference, unless you're a kid. Then it's yes. a huge yeah, age yeah, yeah. difference. Um, and uh, I'm really, really close with my siblings. Uh, I love my family very much. Um, growing up, my brother was my best friend. And I kind of attribute a lot of the fundamentals of who I am to my brother. Um, yeah, what, what was it about him that kind of like influenced you so much or what did he influence? Well, like, I guess number one is that he loved me, you yeah. know? I think I saw a lot of siblings that like hated each other growing up, yeah. like would beat the shit out of each other. And that's funny. But <laughs> my brother... Well, first of all, my brother wanted a, a sibling so badly. He wanted a younger brother more than anything. Okay, because I was going to say he technically had a sibling. Well, yeah, <laughs> he no. Just wanted, he, he wanted, wanted a, younger, a younger, brother. Okay, younger brother. You know, and he would like ask my mom for okay. a younger brother. Okay. And like instead. Got you. <laughs> she, she gave him a girl who has bones like glass and can't do sports, which is what he wanted <laughs> yeah, to he do. He wanted like somebody to like exactly play baseball with or mm -hmm. whatever. And yeah. it was just like, uh, <laughs> like, uh gotcha. You know? <laughs> um, and you know, yeah. And you would think like a kid getting that situation of not getting the thing they wanted yeah. probably could have like, could have treated you in a way that like he didn't want you around, right? Yeah, and I don't think, and I wouldn't really expect much more from a five-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Five. Like that's how I that's how I would envision, right? Like yeah. a five-year-old like gets this girl, and then it's like, oh, I can't yeah. do the guy thing that I want, whatever that like all these gender yeah, roles things to these... it. But it's like just in that kid's head as a five-year-old being like, I want a little brother. Exactly. Right. Um, but it was the opposite, you know. My brother pretended we had. A special language together that only we could understand. Um, you know, I'm not like totally familiar with what the baby years were like because I was a baby, <laughs> but just growing up, my brother's always been my closest friend. Um, and I, so I have osteogenesis imperfecta. It's a condition that makes my bones very fragile. Uh, I fractured a lot growing up. I was in the hospital a lot growing up. I was in casts a lot growing up. My brother is like a very tall, uh, handsome, athletic, extremely intelligent guy. Uh, so, <laughs> um, a bit of an odd couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I'm a, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but but like my brother's very good at math. Like he's really good at math and languages. He's like an engineer and a, and I'm like. <laughs> A comedian. It's the worst. Uh, but he just 
would like bring me to high school parties. He would bring me to high school at parties. At what age? Like, I guess he when was. When I was like 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was 11, he'd be like, come on, we're going to Luger's house. And it's like, all right. And there would be like actual, like, kind of like rager alcohol yeah, parties. Yeah. Like, okay. Not totally. the parties that I was going to in high school. Mm, that totally. Because yeah, my brother was cool. Yeah. So he was. My brother like, was homecoming king. So yeah, like. <laughs> And then he'd just like bring you around he'd on just all bring these adventures. Me around. That's pretty cool. And like his, and like you know, lots of girls had crushes on him. So like these girls would like I am me. <laughs> like, like to uh, use you to get to him. It, totally. Like they'd be like, Hey, do you wanna hang out? <laughs> you should bring your brother. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. No. Yeah, there's where I'm like twelve. What if you're in high school? What, why are yeah, we hanging out? I'm in the sixth grade. <laughs> why do you want to hang out with me? Uh but you realize it's kind of that thing of like with the movies, it's like, oh, if I'm nice to this guy's brother, I'm gonna look yeah, like a better person. Yeah, going person. back to that. And I and I mean I realized that immediately and I was like, Oh, great, I can use these people. <laughs> I know they're doing it. I'm fine with it because I'm going to get something out <laughs> of this. Because I'm going to get an yeah. R-rated movie. So, <laughs> you know. You just figure it out. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, like my brother has always just sort of been uh, one of those people that just seems to have it all together. Uh, but, like, nobody felt the pain and sadness and fear uh, that came along with my condition and my childhood, like my brother. It killed him, killed him more than me. Yeah, so he had that same kind of empathetic thing that you were talking about having now with your friends and like where you just- We both have that. Yeah. And for it's him, it must have been awful. real hard because he was living. Uh, I mean, and he, he's probably making it in his head like almost worse than it was. Like he's probably yeah. like being harder on himself about what you were dealing. Well, I'm sure you were dealing with a lot, but I mean, it's like then it's like him then adding to that, right? I'm sure. I mean, he and I are both very emotional people. For me, it's very like like a no brainer because I'm I'm so involved in the arts. Yeah. But he really is a, like, a very analytical, Yeah, it's like it's a, it's a weird guy. thing for him to have both of those things but that exist in he's him. he's more emotional than I am. Yeah. Which is, like, a beautiful thing, you know? Um, he would, like, I mean, I'd be, you know, in bed at night and, you know, I had trouble sleeping because of the pain or... You know, whatever, what it, whatever it is, and you know, he would just like kind of come into my room, and he wouldn't say anything, just lie down next to me, and, and like cry, cause he just felt. Yeah, cause you were hurting that he was hurting. Yeah, yeah. and that's. I mean, I just don't think a lot of siblings. Oh yeah, I have two sisters, and I was not like that <laughs> with that them. Like, no, did no, you ever just like go into their bed and cry next to them because no. of the love you felt for them? <laughs> I truly did not. I like my sisters. They're great. But I no, I didn't have that moment. Um, yeah. Right. It's intense. Yeah. That's a lot. Did it for you? Did it? Was there times like it felt like a burden to put that on him? Like, did, did you ever feel like guilty for having him feel like that? Or were you just like, no, did you just love that he had that love because you had that same love for him? You know, when I was little, 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 
I hated that he always wanted to pinch my cheeks yeah. and hug me, yeah. which is like adorable. And then as I grew up, you know, it was just nice to have somebody in my life who saw me for me. Yeah. And just having like that concept of unconditional love, right? Where you like, I guess you have that with your family in general, but I feel like it's almost more of a thing that a lot of families, they just sort of like accept that it's a thing and you kind of see it in in moments, but it felt like this was like real. Yeah, I know. It's it's like, I mean, I've been to five collective soul concerts because of my brother, (laughs) (laughs) because I love my brother. I knew it. I, I know their whole. I know all their songs. <laughs> I mean, I can sing them all. Yeah, I know all the lyrics. Um, but it's more that that music now just reminds me of my brother. Yeah. Um. You know, he um he was the guy. He was the person who told me when I was a kid, like, it doesn't matter what you look like as long as you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he told me, he's like wrong, but he's like a hundred percent incorrect. He's like, Ashley, I know it can be tough being a girl and I can't imagine how tough it is to be a girl who's disabled, but like being pretty is nowhere near as important as being funny is. And again, incorrect, but, <laughs> but it helped me, you know, it helped me. Yeah. And it was like probably what you needed to hear at that point. Right. Hear, yeah. Um, I, now I want to kind of like talk about my sister for a bit because growing up, my, my sister and I had a tough relationship. My sister resented me. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. For good reason. Uh, nothing to do with me. My life was hard, but she was a teenager. Yeah. And her mom and dad uh, had to spend all of their time worrying about me. And that's hard. Yeah, especially, yeah, like at a teenage age where you just kind of probably care about yourself the most at that age. And you're a little self-centered just because that's your teenage person and that's kind of what happens then. Right? And like you're in love with boys, like my sister... My sister's like a normal person. I'm not, but she is. (laughs) Yeah, and she just wanted a normal life. She wanted a normal life, and she wanted her mom to be there when she got home from school instead of, like, coming home to our, you know, family friends being like, oh, if I had to go to the hospital again. You know, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard on a kid. Harder on me, but harder on my sister. (laughs) Yeah, because then it's, yeah, because then you feel like you're a burden, right? Like that, going back to that thing of, like, It's harder to be like, oh, well, I know I'm wanted here when that you're getting like those vibes that aren't like personal thing. It's more of just like that person at yeah. that time being like selfish as you get at that age. And Yeah. Right. It's like. I mean, I think that those kinds of feelings are like advanced. These are advanced complications. Caring yes. about someone with a very chronic condition in a world that doesn't celebrate it. It's yeah. hard. And at a time when, like, again, because I guess she has a little bit more age between the two of you, right? So there's just that little less, like, connection because of the yeah. distance, right? Because I have, not that this is, it's a little bit different, but my sister, my youngest sister is seven years younger than me. Yes. And and I probably, I think our personalities are close to each other, mm-hmm. but she when I went to college, she was 11. Yeah. So from 
that was like the last time we lived in a house yeah. together, right? And it's yeah. just like now she's 22 or whatever. And, but I, she's, so she's doubled her age, but I don't know. I know like so little about her because yeah. of how much her life changed when I was away, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I was 12 when my sister went to college. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a weird it's, thing, especially when like being that younger one and like, being the person you are and struggling with the things that you were kind of struggling with that time, right? I mean, it's like, like I was struggling with the things I was struggling with and I was like, you know, a, a, a normal a kid, yeah. idiot kid, yeah. <laughs> like a dumb, stupid kid <laughs> who's bad at everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> it was a confusing time. And like a lot of people were like, oh, you're so brave. And I'm like, I'm truly just like I'm, existing. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like figuring out what it's like to be horny. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and like I got boogers and there, I was terrible sinus congestion. <laughs> it's like all the other stuff. Uh, but also, unbeknownst to me at first, this whole, that whole time my sister was in high school and into college. She was like writing stories about me, like fiction stories <laughs> about me, where I was like the main character. Um, I didn't really know about this until college, until she was in college, because that's when everything kind of changed. Yeah, like, like the dynamic and everything. I think feel like the second I turned, the second. <laughs> I turned 13. My sister was like, holy shit, I got to help this girl. <laughs> she is a disaster. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> I mean, I wore a fanny pack to school where my pencils were kept. I mean, to be fair, that sounds like a smart idea. It's convenient. Brian, you don't. I, you're, you're, I guess you wouldn't be cool in that scenario, but I'm just saying it from a practical standpoint. <laughs> Preaching of the choir here, okay? Uh, but... uh. Yeah, she was like, uh-oh. Yeah, like and she needs some she needs some help to navigate <laughs> like the high school girl. Totally. It's yeah. She um she figured it out. And I remember one was it like a winter break? I was visiting her at her college and she had me <laughs> Oh, she had me come to her English class with her and like she read out loud. <laughs> The story oh, about you with your the fictional right. story, and like all of her stories were about like me, <laughs> were about like me like falling in love <laughs> with the coolest guy in school, and it's like I'm I'm the one who's supposed to be I should be writing these writing stories, this <laughs> but I'm too mortified <laughs> of myself to even think of doing that. But my sister was doing it. And it was just like, even now, it kind of baffles me. Yeah, because it was this weird thing of maybe like her just not exactly knowing the right way to interact with you at that age, right? And then like being like, but I want her to be happy. So I'm going to like write these stories. I think it broke her heart to see what I went through. And I mean, you you push away people who's who hurt you in the way where it hurts too much to love them. Yeah. Cause it felt like she probably went on a real journey of, <laughs> of having like this 
kid that was ruining her life. Yeah, it's like I love this person, but that love hurts. Yeah. And I can't handle it. Yeah, and I don't know how to deal with this situation. And I'm 14. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, And then I met her professor, and her professor was like, oh, like... (laughs) You're the Ashley from all the stories. And I'm like, He pulls out like a leather-bound book. Well, my sister started showing me these stories. Um, uh, Spoiler alert. She used the names of people from my school. Like, boys I knew. So, like, somebody, if they, like, found it on the street and knew who you were, they could have thought they were, like, real stories. And they were like, whoa. Like, I mean, (laughs) it was, like... (laughs) It was amazing. I'm like, oh my God, no one can ever find these. Holy shit, that'd be just a disaster. Um, But like, it's really beautiful, right? Yeah. To write a story about the kind of life you want the people you love to live. Yeah, and just not exactly knowing how to tell you that in person, but like feeling that and, and experiencing that in her own way. In many ways, like I think the life she wants to have like yes. the life she got to have, because she was very popular. She's also very beautiful. Um, and like wanting to give that to a person you love. And you can't because, you know, it's life. But you can do it through a story. Yeah. It was it was her way of, of kind of like caring about you. Yeah. And wanting, wanting you to have this like life that she got to have. Yeah. That- and I mean, she did that, I think, all throughout high school, her high school experience. And then when she was in college, we, we became close friends and she helped me through middle school and high school and uh, womanhood and all that. Yeah. So that kind of moment really, it helped you kind of connect with her too, yeah. right? Because it showed that like, oh, she does care about me. Yeah. She, I'm not a burden to her. No, like, not. Yeah. And then it's like, it let you get closer. Yeah. And then it was great because it's like, oh... Like, I love my brother and sister so much, and they love me. And, um, like, why? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> I, you got to think about it a little bit. I mean, you said the word burden a few times, and it's an important word because it's, like, kind of my deepest, darkest fear. Yeah, And right. the thing that kind of, like, uh, drives all of what I do. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I don't want to ever be that to people too. Yeah. And there's probably that like extra stress that you will feel sometimes, right? In yeah. that, in like the world that you live in. I'm Not characterized that they're as very a different worlds, but like, yeah, exactly. The, yeah. That idea of like, yeah. yeah. No, it's, 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 um, it's huge. So I'm like a genius and I'm smart and I know about everything now. But when I was a kid, you know, I really, I felt, I felt like a burden and I felt guilty. Uh, and I would ask myself, like, why, you know, why do my siblings love me? Why does my family care about me? Yeah, that thing of like, I don't deserve this. <sighs> yeah. Or, it's or not just, like deserve it, but yeah. Like, but it's I, so hard. It's so hard to love someone whose life is marred by constant, like, bullshit and when you love someone who has to go through pain it hurts empathy 
and love are a curse. Yeah. It's the worst. But I also feel like you get to make better connections in the world with those people that you make connections with than other people. You know, it's yeah, like, and that's I don't the want thing. it. I know. I guess it's like a terrible thing to no, have I that. No, I don't want it. You, it's, I don't know. There's something that's nice to that about that, like to have a deeper. And I, I'm, I think I'm somebody too who has like very close friendships in my life that I get like invested in their like well-being and things like that. And I put yeah. that on me too. And it's, I guess it's stressful, but I like really like knowing that I have those people in my life. So I guess it's like the trade-off is like having that extra level, right? I mean, not to throw out a blanket statement, but it's like, I mean, love is like the most important part of being alive. (laughs) Yeah, especially because it like, I think the way I feel like we've been talking about it is just that like connection right it's like such a i think connection is so important and when you have it in a way that you would refer to it as love it's such a deeper i mean it's one of the most unique things about humans you know is like i think once we got past all those years of like i need food i need shelter we need to be alive i don't want to die because of an elephant i don't know (laughs) i don't know elephants you know elephants and wolves (laughs) I imagine wolves were yeah, like that a probably big a problem. problem. Yeah, but once you get once we started to like nail down those problems a little bit, it's like, oh, what do we do? Um, oh, we just care about people. We just care about people, and like we use it to survive, and it's just like such bullshit because it hurts so much. Yeah, it's like this amazing thing that is also a terrible thing. It's a curse. It's a curse. Love isn't a curse. Okay, no, it is a curse, but it's a good one, right? I think it's, yes, I think I think it's something that, I guess I'd prefer to not have, like if I could choose one or the other, I'd rather have it and deal with, again, like the going back to the word burden, but like there's a, I think there's a burden to loving somebody, that, right? Yeah. And it's oh, like, it I'd still take it. I would, because it's, I don't know. The, right. The, I feel like the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah. As much as I felt like such a burden to my brother and sister initially, it's like love is a burden. They're a burden on me because I love them. And ugh, it sucks. Yeah. It's like you have to take the, I just, the positives like, with the negatives. I love them so much. I just love my family and my friends so much. And it's just going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like that might be a good place to end. Yeah, I think it's a good place to end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank, thank you for doing this. Um, yeah, if people want to like find out more about you, you got a website or like shows that you want to oh, plug. Gosh, uh, I'm just... so bad. But uh, yeah, I'm in. A, I'm on a sketch team called The Executives, but it's every Friday at 7 p.m. with the Nitro Girls. I'm a writer. I perform sometimes. It's a good. It's a good show. It's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And then uh, uh, I'm a contributor for clickhole.com. So uh, if you want to think about whether or not I go through this, the headlines <laughs> and be like, them. could Ashley have written this <laughs> Did one? she write this? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. And then just send you emails with the headlines. <laughs> well, like, Was some this people you? do that. <laughs> They're like, is this you? Uh, no, just uh, support clickhole. I don't know. I care about it. They need the help there. <laughs> they, oh, they need They're a real it. small name. <laughs> struggling. Um, but yeah. Great. Oh, follow me on Twitter. Petite Elenite. That's my Hebrew name. 
And then the I never knew. And now I know the story. My behind rabbi that. gave it to me. It's good. Cool. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Brian. This is how we love. This is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. This episode was recorded at the Magnet Theater Training Center. The Magnet Theater offers shows and classes in improv, sketch, musical improv, and storytelling. You can find more information at magnettheater.com. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Instagram and Twitter at lovehurtspod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. Love Hurts.